Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented to you from the Kodesh, Lighthouse Chapel International. This great teaching provides clear and straightforward answers for anyone desiring to walk according to the Word of God. Enjoy some of the most comprehensive and down-to-earth teachings as taught at the Lighthouse Chapel International. Turn with me to where are we? Chapter 18, is that it? Do you have your book? Let me see. Those of you who have the book. Wow. Pastor Richard, are you seeing the people? Yeah. Let me see. Oh, wait, 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 wait. How many don't have the book? Hey. Well, we have the books here. You can buy it. If you need a copy, wave your hand. 15 Ghana. After this month, it's going to 30 Ghana. Yeah. So you better buy it now. So that you can flow with what is happening. Yes. Wave your hand. Oh, there's a hand at the back. Eric, mm -hmm. at the back. Yeah. Beautiful. Who else needs one? How many still don't have? Let me see by wave of your hand. Hey. Please, raise your hand. Let me see. Ah. Stand, stand. Let me see. Let me see. Those of you who don't have the book, please stand. Let me see you. Now, some of you, your hairstyle and things alone, it's a book that you have, you have put on your head. You can buy about 10 books. What do you think? Hey, but some of you look rich. Listen, will somebody buy a book for these people? Ah, is that a... The lady from uh, Alaji, or daughter, yeah, another one, okay. It looks like a you see. Yes. Does somebody want to buy a book for these people? Anybody at all? I want to bless somebody with a book. I want to bless with two books. So, who do we give it to? The, the lady who looks like uh, <laughs> And then... Uh, that lady at the end there. Oh. You don't do that. Go and apologize. Anybody else wants to buy? Uh, anybody else wants to buy a book for somebody? Hey, I've seen that some people are standing. They were not standing before. Impact. Bless somebody. Bless somebody. Bless somebody. Hey, sister, you were not standing. You have just. The one at the what? The one where? Ah, uh, the one that they hit with the book. Oh. Oh. Anybody else wants to buy a book for somebody? Okay. Well, I tried for you. Somebody's buying four. Wow. Okay, because it's from this side. The people on this side. Three of them. And then take one. That lady over there. Okay. Maybe somebody else will buy again for somebody. I tried for you. God bless you. You may be seated. Shall we pray? Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you so much for tonight. Another time in your presence to receive of you. Holy Spirit, we ask you to come and be with us. We pray for understanding of the word. We pray that you will teach us and guide us into all truth. May we become better people than we came in. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Wow. 
Listen, believe that God is going to bless you. Do you believe it? Wonderful. God is going to lift you up. Some of you are going to build houses. Oh, do you believe it at all? Yesterday I was at a convention somewhere and I was sharing houses and I was sharing provisions. And I was telling the people that, listen, some of you, your storeroom is going to be filled. Every time you send your little girl to go across the street to buy one small margarine tin of rice. But God is about to give you bags of rice. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Every day when you are pouring your milk, you are counting the teaspoons. Hey, are you here? And in this day and age of doom, so too, it's not helping. When you open it, you have to drink it. So now, how? You are feeling very bad. But God is about to give you cartons of milk. You drink one tin of milk a day and it's not a problem at all. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Believe it. Receive it. Forceful evangelistic Christianity. F-E-C. Somebody say F-E-C. We have come to the point where our Christianity must apply force. And our evangelism must be with force. In this church, there are three words that we don't joke with. They are the words what? Anakazo, number two. Biazo, number three. Again, Anakazo, number two. And number three. Now, that word Anakazo, we're going to talk about it. (laughs) But it means to compare. Then, that word biazo, biazo, somebody say biazo. Biazo means to force. <laughs> I'm not a force the thing, I'm not a biazo the thing. Agorica. And number three, anadea, which means what? Shamelessness. These are the three things we know. We don't know any other thing. So we are looking at forceful evangelistic Christianity. Matthew chapter 11. Eh? And verse 12. Matthew 11 verse 12. Find it. That is where we find the word biazu. <laughs> it says that, and from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffered violence and the violent take it. By force. In fact, that word violent also is represented as biazo. The biazo people, they take things by force. Let me read other versions of the Bible. The 20th century New Testament says that men using force have been seizing it. Yeah, men using force. Another version of the Bible, the William translation, it says that men are seizing it as a precious prize. Yeah. And then the good speed translation says that men have been taking the kingdom of heaven by storm. Hey. The Weymouth translation says that the kingdom of God has been enduring violent assault. 
<laughs> but I think I like the Amplified Bible. It says that, and from the days of John the Baptist until the present time, the kingdom of heaven has endured violent assault. And violent men seize it by force as a precious prize. A share in the heavenly kingdom is sought with most ardent zeal and intense exertion. <laughs> intense exertion. Now the days we are in, if we are really going to win souls for Christ, we must be forceful. All these things I read, I intentionally read them to let you understand that. God is not expecting some kind of docile, cool, eh, 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 soft type of preaching to win souls. Songs that are just cool and collected type of songs will not help us to enter and win souls. If we are going to win souls, we must be aggressive. We must be violent. You see, these things, eh, they are things that are for Christians. But unfortunately, the Muslims and these other people have rather taken it. But words like violence were used to describe Christians. We are violent people. But now, when you talk about violence, when it comes to religion, talk about violence. Which group of people comes to mind? You see, it looks like they've taken all the things that we, 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 we are supposed to be doing. But they have turned it in another direction. Which is, which is what it is. But it is also admirable. The way they have taken the thing. And now, Islam is spreading very fast. Because the church is sleeping. The church is not violent in the way we do things. When it comes to soul winning. And so, when you talk about cool, I mean, Christians are the coolest people you can ever find. I mean, when a Muslim says that, Charlie, you, you will be a Muslim. Hey. <laughs> it's a force to make sure that you become a Muslim. Yeah. In fact, they have things in their Quran, so many things, Charlie. If you don't follow this, this you are going to die. Oh, yeah. And they are very violent. You see, one time, a certain man was sentenced to death. And before he died, they requested that a pastor would come and pray with him before and all that. And as the pastor came and he was just singing, Hallelujah, Amen. The, the, the prisoner, he was looking at him, was looking at him, looking at the point, he said, Hey, hey, stop, stop it, stop it. Stop it! So the, 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 the priest was surprised. Because this is somebody who's going to die. I am praying for him so that. <laughs> he said, listen to me. I don't think you believe what you are doing. You don't believe in what you are doing. You are just doing it. Then he said something which was very, very surprising and striking. He said, he said, if I believe in what you say you believe in, and if what you say you believe in is something which is true, he said, I would have, if it meant walking on coals of fire, to go and tell people about Jesus Christ, I would do it. That's what the prisoner said. So stop what you are doing. This hallelujah. Amen. Stop it. You are joking. If you really, really meant it, 
and you believed in it, you'll be doing greater than you're doing. And I think that as believers, if we really, you see, we call ourselves believers. Oh. But we don't look like believers. We don't sound like believers. Like people who believe in something. Rather, other people have believed in what they are believing in and they have given themselves to it in a certain way. It will take force. Otherwise, we can't get to the people. Sometimes, some of the messages you have to come in with force. Pushing the message down. Sometimes you will find yourself in the midst of a group of people that it will not be easy to preach to. Oh yeah. But you must force it. I see a new crop of Christians who are going to be forceful in your evangelism. See, sometimes you talk to somebody, want to, ah, me, I tried, the person didn't listen, let me just stop it. That is not what God is looking for. God is looking for us going further than that. Oh, yeah. You sit in the car, people don't want to hear the gospel, we'll push the gospel down their throats. That is forceful evangelism. Yeah. We need to have done broadcasts. Hey. There's a guy in my area, these days I don't hear him again, but I tell you, the guy, in fact, at one point he did it so much that my next door neighbor got up, he took a gun. <laughs> Forceful evangelism. But Bishop says here, many Christians are genuine and have a real message to give. But for a message to have any impact, it must be compelling. It must drive the listener to change. The message of the Lord Jesus must persuade the unsaved to make a decision for Christ. By the time you are finishing with the person, the person must feel that, listen, I need to give my life to Christ. It's a must. If you are not giving your life to Christ, I'm not leaving you. Yeah. One day I said to somebody, I said, listen, the way I love you, I will not allow you to go to hell. By force, you must give your life to Christ. No, if you love somebody, you will not be watching the person and say, do you like to give your life to Christ? You don't like it. You don't feel like it, you see. No problem. Okay. Another time. Do you think another time will come again? We need to give... One time a certain man of God, Shambak, he was talking to one young boy. He said, give your life to Christ. If you don't give your life to Christ, you will die. Hey! Forceful. The guy, I mean, he talked at the small boy. The guy didn't do it. Hey. When he left him, a car knocked him like that. He just died. You may never know what is going to happen. But at least you have done your part. In Luke chapter 14, and verse 16, then said he unto him, a certain man made a great supper and bade many and sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidding, come for all things are now ready. And they all with one concern began to make excuse. The first one said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground and I must needs go and see it. I pray thee, have me excuse. Another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I go to prove them. I pray thee, have me excuse. And another said, I have married a wife. And therefore, I cannot come. Hey! I am having my honeymoon. I cannot come. The levels where I have reached, I cannot come. He was not polite at all. All the others said, have me excuse. He said, I cannot come. I cannot waste my time on certain things. So that servant came and showed his Lord these things. 
Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets, lanes of the city, and bring in hither the poor, the maim, and the halt, and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou commanded, and yet there is room. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges, and anacazo them, compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. For I say unto you that none of those which those men which were bidden shall taste of my supper. Yeah. But this is clearly how the world is. When you invite people, they have excuses. They have things. I mean, they will say a whole lot of things. I have to wash. I have to go to the gym. I have to go and visit my mother. The whole week I've been working. I've been doing this. One guy I spoke to, he said, me, I work in the night. So in the morning, I can't get up and come to church. Everybody has something. And if we are going to listen to these things, our message will not get far. It will not get far. If we are going to allow them to give us excuses and all these things, it will not get far. So the forceful evangelism overcomes all these things. And that is what we are going to get into. Jesus gave this parable to also teach something about what God expects of you and I. Hallelujah. There are many people, these are soft messages, we will not get them. We need to compel them. We need to force them. We need to threaten them. Hey! We need to persuade them. We need to entreat them. These are all different meanings of anakazo. Force them, entreat them, threaten them. You hold the next. Ah, did you watch that video of the, the Nigerian guy who, with a gun? He talked to the guy. Jesus loves you. Eh? You have to give your life to him, okay? He loves you very much. He came to die for you. Hey guys, so will you give your life to Christ? Oh, no, not today. I'm getting. Eh. Then he took his back. Then he took out a gun. Eh? You say what? Give your life. <laughs> hey. Forceful evangelistic Christianity. So that we need to threaten the people about hell. How they can die and go to hell. And they will go through torments. Why must we force them? Number one. Because weak, non-impactful evangelism will not work on this generation. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The generation we are in, computer, this, that, that. They are not the type that you come with a very weak message. Give your life to Christ. No. They don't. You need to come forceful. These young people that the devil has held them bound. And the devil also will not release them easily. We must be forceful. We must force our way into places, into the schools, into certain areas where the people are. That is why this Saturday we are having this vast evangelism. We are forcing our way into the buses. We will not wait for them to come so that we are coming into the bus to preach to them in the bus. In the name of Jesus. And every one of you must desire to do it too. And we are going to do it. Are you going to do it? Everybody here must go on a bus and preach. (laughs) Ask the next person, will you go? Will you go? Will you go? (laughs) 
No, every pastor here, let's make sure that everyone in our zone is going on a bus to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Oh, if you believe it and you, you agree with me, shout yes! Choboy! 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 We are going. We are going on the bus. No excuse is acceptable. <laughs> no, 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 no. We are not going to be using uh, anniversary program, bazaar, this type of... No, it doesn't work again. We are coming. Forceful. Forceful. Number two, forceful... Forcefulness is important because we must go to the highways and the byways with the gospel. Yeah. Because now the highways and the byways, certain people are also there. Did you see that malam? That, uh, the malam at the uh, Kaukudi Junction. Hey! Hey people, you didn't see? There is a malam who has come to park a water tanker. At the Kaokudi Junction here, around Mamubi. And he's saying that the water is uh, miracle water. And he's laying hands. You haven't seen it. It was on TV3 News. And a lot of people have gathered there. The man who was saying, he said, both Christians and non-Christians. Malam, he's standing there. And he's casting out demons. He's... No, I think that we haven't understood what we have been called to do. That is why we are sleeping. And I believe that that thing is a wake-up call to the church. We are too laid back. And if we will not do it, then the Malams will do it. We must go to the highways and the byways. They are there. They are packed uh, tankers there. All sorts of people are going there. Number three. Without aggressive, compelling evangelism, hmm, your church is going to be empty. Which includes your basel. Uh, they are not coming. Oh, the people they don't come. I don't know why. I mean, when I gather, they don't. Hey. We are not going to sit here for this place to become empty. If you think that we are going to be watching and the place will be empty, you are lying. From next week, we are all going to arise and bring some people to this place. We will not sit here and watch for the church to become empty. No. We will not allow it. Any shepherd here who comes in, and I'll be standing at the door, without somebody, you shall go back and bring somebody. And if you like, don't come back. Now this one is also forceful bringing people into the church. Is it a good idea? Next week, Wednesday, I'll be standing here myself. Because some of you have decided that you are going to be slow and dull and botty. Like Bottiano. Some people, their Christianity is so slow. Boom. Like Bomso in Kumasi. You know Bomso. There's a place in Kumasi called Bomso. It's a place. Arise! Shake yourself! Hey! Hey, hey! We must be forceful. 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 See, there are some people generally by your temperament. You are phlegmatic. Do you know a phlegmatic? It actually comes from the word phlegm. Phlegmatic. 
Have you seen a flame before? Early in the morning when you wake up. The one you release in your sink. Look at how you have made your face. Yeah. You see how you have to open the tap to push the thing. Some of you are like that. Boom. And when you wake up in the morning, the way you even turn around, scratch your head, just scratch, scratch. It's the same thing you have brought into the church. Oh, but we will not allow you to be slow in the church. We will not allow you to be phlegmatic in the church. We are going to push you and we are going to force you. Shout yes. Forceful evangelism. Since the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffered violence and the violent, the violent. Are there some violent people in the church? I see some violent people in the church. People who are violent for Jesus. Choboy! 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 The devil will be wondering what kind of people are shouting in the church like that. Who are these people who have arisen? Yeah, we are the violent people. We have come today. We are going to ensure that souls are saved. We are going to take the gospel to certain places. Some of you must take the gospel to your boss at the office. He said, hey. Tell your boss, my boss, I have come. I have come. I have a message for you. Hey. I don't know. Maybe they will sack me from the office. Look at that. Forceful. <laughs> One individual said he was going to some country and the immigration officer, as he was standing there, he was talking to the immigration officer. I said, Are you born? That <laughs> 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 so this one was somebody will be thinking, Hey, <laughs> let me enter the country <laughs> before they refuse my, my, my this thing. <laughs> Listen, without a compelling and constraining ministry, your church will decrease naturally. Oh yeah. Because naturally the thing, we have a decaying something that is happening. Law of degeneration. So if you also don't force to bring in more people, you see, since the first day when we started the thing, the midweek service, the, the thing just is going down. The first time we came, the whole place was full. And the following week, it went down. And then it is, uh, no, we will not, we will not. Hey, Choboy! I said, Choboy! I said, Choboy! We're not going to sit down and make this thing happen. No way. Shake the next person and say, hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Tell him it's time to work. It's time to work. It's time to work. becoming more hectic in the 21st century. Busy working people are going to have more and more excuses. Do you know why we have all these midweek services? Because some of you are free on Tuesday, but you are not free on Wednesday. Some of you are free on Wednesday, but you are not free on Tuesday. Some of you are free on Thursday. There are some people who must be here today, but they are not here. Because they are not free today. They have gone to, for classes. Yeah. Now people are having night school. Oh yeah, adult education. <laughs> the university they couldn't go. They have become what? Forceful education. <laughs> because now if you don't get some uh, uh, degree, even the degree now is sport. So now people are getting masters. If you don't get it, they are sacking you. So people are having nights, whatever, weekend, university, education. Yeah. Even Sundays now. So it's not easy now. If we don't use a forceful evangelism, we can't get the people. We cannot get them. That is why this Anakazo man, 
It's a good story. Jesus gave it 2,000 years ago, but still. Number one, he prepared a great supper. We must prepare a great supper. In fact, we must even prepare generally. We must be prepared. Prepare to bring people in. Prepare for people to come in. We must have chairs and we have chairs. We must prepare a great supper. The supper has been prepared. But it's left with the people who are coming to enjoy the supper. Hey. But I see a great harvest coming in. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. People have needs that must be addressed. And they are waiting for somebody to come. Last week when we went on the crusade, you could see that there are people waiting. Hungry. One guy he came, he said, Mabusa. Mabusa. May we are petitioners. He said, I've been drinking. I've been drinking so much. I don't even know what to do to myself. If we don't go and get such people and bring them to hear the gospel, they will remain in their drunken state and they will die. And not many people came. If we had more people coming, we would have snatched more of such drunk people to the crusade grounds. We had two such people who came and said that they, 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 they are drunk. <laughs> That's what he said. So the Anakazo man, he gives us 10 steps to persuasive and compelling evangelism. You must prepare a great supper. Number two, don't keep to yourself, but influence many people. Every one of you must make up your mind that I'm going to influence somebody in this life. May my life influence somebody. Look in your life. Are there people you have influenced positively for Christ? Or you have influenced negatively for uh, something else? I can't say. (laughs) But don't keep to yourself. If you keep to yourself, you cannot be forceful. Yeah. The Anakazo man said, listen, we can't sit here and expect that people will come. Let's go out. Some of you in your area, you don't talk to anybody in your area. Media, I keep to myself. When you go to your room, then you enter, then you lock the door. I don't like my skin matter. <laughs> you just enter your house and that's it. No good morning. No good evening. To anybody in your area. Oh, but they are below me. <sighs> no, but there are some people you don't say it, but that's that's what you are saying. You feel too big. That these people I can't talk to them. No, we are all preaching to ourselves. Sometimes we drive our cars and we don't mind anybody. It's true, the world these days has become some way. But we need to be forceful. Tell somebody, don't keep to yourself. When you sit in a taxi, talk to the person sitting by you. When you sit in a trotro, talk to the person sitting by you. Don't keep to yourself. And you sit in there, some of you too, when you sit in the car, then you start sleeping. Now you will have a reason not to sleep in the car.
Sometimes I just love to take drop in, then I can talk to the taxi driver and talk to somebody. Hey. Hmm. Number three, don't cancel your church program or your Basel meeting. If you want to be forceful and you are engaging in forceful evangelism, don't cancel your church program or your Basel meeting. You'll be forced to cancel it. <laughs> one time, one of our pastors, he was having church service. Only one person came. It's a church. He was so discouraged, he almost closed the service. But he still had the service. He made the announcement. <laughs> he took the offering. He preached to that guy alone. I mean... He was very sad. But the Anakazu man, he doesn't cancel the meeting. May you not cancel. Some of you just cancel your Basel meeting. When there's nobody there, you must arise. The meeting must come on. Number four, don't have an empty meeting. Yeah, it's just like the same thing. So when you arrive, the people have not come. Don't say, I don't know why, but the people, they don't come home. Arise, arise and start moving to their homes and call them. If you call them and they give you excuse, look for some other people. There are some other people that come and sit down, let me teach you. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to put your hands together for Jesus. Decide that you will not have an empty meeting. Say, you, 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 come. I want to teach you by force. Come and sit down. Where are you going? We are going sit down. I'll, I'll teach you just now. <laughs> Forceful meeting. Number five. <laughs> Do not be overcome by people's excuses. Because as for excuses, the people have it all. No. I don't have a shoe. <laughs> when you find a shoe, they will find another reason. They will say, I, I don't know, I don't have any dress. Having washed, I don't have anything to wear. They have things to say all the time. Overcome every excuse in the name of Jesus. Recently, we went to a Carnation area. To, <laughs> what, what did the guy say? I, I forgot. Do you remember what he said? I mean, people have excuses, though. What did he say? Uh, one of them said that he doesn't live there. He doesn't live he there. He comes, I think he comes, it was a Sunday morning. He said, oh no, it's not as if, as we have come to see him, there's not as if this is, so his clothes and things are not, and not in there. This, he this, is not, this is not where he lives. And then, there's another one who said that, that he is supposed to be in the house while the wife takes the children to church or something. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so he said next week he will arrange with the wife so that, so the, that wife the wife will stay at home then he will come <laughs> it's not a simple issue now if we are not forceful these excuses they will come and come people will say brother let's go let's go I'm not going to allow you to sit here and run shift with your wife. You will come today. Your wife will come next week. <laughs> but I tell you, sometimes we need to preach against what they are thinking. Yeah. Every good leader must learn it. When you go for Basel meeting, you know that the people, they may not want to come next week. Then you start preaching against it. Some of you, you are thinking that next week you are not coming. <laughs> and some of you here, you are sitting here. When I said that, I will stand at the door and check. You decided that next week you will not come. You, you don't come and see. <laughs> I am coming to your house to pull you from your house. We are going to check the register, all of you. And by the way, after service, all shepherds stay behind. 
Now, I want to give you some rapport for the exam. You people, you, the exam, we need to talk. Well, not too it's not a poor like uh, this type of a poor, but uh, it's a forceful type of. <laughs> Number six, uh, know that many excuses are empty. How many of you have given such excuses before? You know that this excuse. Hey. So how come when people are giving it to you, you can't see that this thing, I have done it before? <laughs> My house is very far. I don't live here. <laughs> what has that got to do with it? Let's go to churches. I don't live here. you live here or not, it's not my problem. What it is is that, let's go to church. That's all. When people want to do something, they do it. So, if they want to do it, they will do it. Number seven, know that many excuses are lies. I, I go, my, my, I stay in the house, my wife goes, then when she comes, let me tell it's a lie. <laughs> the guy said he has married a wife he cannot come home if you are married a wife isn't it the time to go for a dinner I don't know if you, if you had your wife and you were invited to dinner you will you, you come yeah. there's no money in your pocket they say there's a dinner go until it come my wife, I'm taking you out. <laughs> Number eight, make a way and do not give excuses. Yeah. Let's find ways, other ways of doing the thing. That is why in the month of evangelism, we come up with different things. Let's find a way. Let's see. Don't give excuses and say that the people, they don't come. Instead of coming to give us an excuse, make a way. That is somebody who is forceful. Don't come and give us excuses. We are tired of the excuses. We are tired of people saying that people didn't come. Last week, only two people came. And because of the rain, because of... Hey, 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 hey. All of us are in Ghana. We are experiencing the rain. Because of the light of... We are tired of the light of... Do you think that the light of... We are also not experiencing it. I couldn't iron my shirt. I heard somebody say that. Because of the light. I said, light off. <laughs> I have an auntie. Like my auntie, when you are going to wear this thing, it's like it's crampled and you say something. He said, hey, share, share, share. An auntie can catch a Watson. Have you also heard that thing before? My auntie, she will tell you, oh, and then to Kakati Watson, you cannot use that one as an excuse at all. He will say, Wear the shirt like that. When you walk a little bit, it will straighten up. It will straighten up. <laughs> Listen, we have to close. So instead of giving her an excuse, do what? Make a way. Make a way. Number nine, go out of your normal circle of life. Your normal circle, you move with bank, bank managers. Your normal circle, you move with people. What? Ministers. Your normal people, who, which people do you move with? What? Graduates. Your normal people, which people do you move with? Where? Doctors. Engineers. But this man, he decided that he would go to the highways and the byways. Oh, may you move out of your normal circles and invite other people to come. Wow. And number 10, do not be satisfied as long as there is room. 
Compel them to come in that my house may be filled. The whole idea of the evangelism is that the house of God will be filled. If it's not filled, we are not doing what we have to do. The chair by you must be filled. These empty seats must be what? The chairs at the back must be what? The church itself must be what? Filled. If we come to church and the place is not full, it should not be only the pastor's bedding. It's it's the pastor. You should worry about it. Some of us, you haven't understood the gospel. When you come, you too must be worried. The place is empty. Did I bring anybody? No. I have contributed to it. There is still room at the cross. Though millions have come, there's still room for one. May you bring one more soul. Next week, every one of us is going to bring one more soul. Forceful evangelists. When he said they are not coming, say, Come. Today I invited somebody. Is she here? Is a lady here? Pardon? What's the name, Gerardo? Forgotten her name. Joseph's sister-in-law, is she here? I said, come. Oh, she's here, she's here, she's here. Can you stand, can you stand? All right, all right. God bless you for coming. I said, come. Come. So, I'm I'm from another church. I said, come. (laughs) Forceful evangelism. May you apply forceful evangelism. And may you bring somebody to church next week. Stand to your feet. And let's go home. Put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. Can you look at hell and the fire in hell and allow people to go there? No. Tonight I want you to make a, a vow and a commitment to God. That I'm going to make sure that I bring somebody to church. Lift up your voice and begin to talk to God. Talk to God right now. Oh yes. I want us to make up our mind that at least one person. Every time I'm coming to church, I will bring the person. I will invite the person. Lift up your voice. Pray. I feel that God is going to give us grace for this forceful evangelism. The Piazzo anointing is going to come upon us in the name of Jesus to bring many, to invite many, to compel many to come. In the name of Jesus, that grace is coming on you. Oh, pray to God and tell the Lord, help me. I want to do this. I make this vow. I want to give myself to the work. I want to invite somebody. I want to make sure that when I'm coming, I don't come alone. I'm going to come with somebody. There is a word that somebody needs to hear. I don't want to come and enjoy the feast alone. I want to come with somebody. Lord, help me. In the name of Jesus, may your spirit remind me always, wherever I am, may I invite somebody to church. May I bring somebody to church. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Help us. Help us. Deliver us from laziness. Deliver us, oh God. Oh yes, in the name of Jesus. From being laid back, oh God. May we arise. May we arise. May we arise. Be like an man. May we not be satisfied with an empty church. But may we have a filled church. Father, we bless you. We thank you. We give you glory. We give you praise. In the name of Jesus. Jesus, I believe in you. And I will go to the ends of the earth. To the ends of the earth. For you alone are the Son of God. And all the world will see. Jesus, I believe in you. Jesus, I believe in you.
ends of the earth. Oh Lord, we will use Biasu. Gospel evangelism. For you, forcing our way. Yes. And all the world will see you are God. Oh, you are God. Jesus, I believe in you. Yes. Jesus, I believe in you. And I will go to the ends of the earth. said to him, you must be born again. You must be born again. You must be born again. Oh, may this forceful evangelistic anointing come upon us. And may we go out there and tell the people, you must be born again. Amen. Father, help us. Let your grace abound. Yes, Lord. With every head bowed, with all eyes closed. Maybe you are here, somebody invited you to church. But you're not born again. You don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior. God wants to help you. The hand of the Lord is being stretched out to you. Today he's showing you his love. But tomorrow may be something else. It may be a time of judgment. The Bible says that it is appointed unto man once to die. And after that judgment. Have you given your life to Christ? Are you born again? If Christ should come now, will you make it to heaven? Or you will not? It's a question you must answer. Tonight, I cannot guarantee tomorrow. But I can guarantee tonight. If you are here tonight at the sound of my voice, don't postpone it to tomorrow. The Bible says that as it is called today, if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. Tonight, if you are here, you are not born again. You want to surrender your life to Jesus. You want to get it right with God. That when Jesus comes, you will go with him to heaven. With every head bowed, with all eyes closed, you want to give your life to Jesus. Lift up your right hand wherever you are. I'm going to pray with you. God bless you. Let your hand go up. God bless you. God bless you. You want to be born again. Let it go up above your head. You are too nice to go to hell. You shouldn't die and go to hell. Tonight, I feel there's somebody here you need to surrender your life to Jesus. Lift up your right hand. I see your hand. God bless you. Let it go up. God bless you. You want to be born again. Tonight is your night. God bless you. If you have lifted up your hand, do one more thing for me. I want you to come to me in front here. Jesus, I Come to me in front here. There's room at the cross. Come all the way. Oh, clap, clap, clap as they come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Oh, yes. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You are Lord. Tonight, my dear sister, lift up your two hands. And I want you to pray this prayer after me. Let's all join here as we pray. Say, Lord Jesus, tonight, I thank you for shedding your blood to wash away my sins. Please forgive me all my sins. Come into my heart. Make me a new person. Please write my name in the Lamb's book of life. From today, I will serve you. I will follow you for the rest of my days. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. Hallelujah. We believe you have been blessed by this powerful teaching from the Kodesh, Lighthouse Chapel International. For further inquiries, please call 030 7010 444. 
That's 030 God, which we bless you.